Delicious. I can't think of anything for the pre-episode intro. Uh. There it is. We got it. That's a wrap. All right, go home. Go home, everybody. All Thanks right, we did it. Set. <clears throat> Congratulations. Tip your waitress. And here's to the beginning. Oh, <laughs> Why, Johnny Ringo. Okay. I know exactly what I'm doing, and I can change it at any time. I'm your huckleberry. Incoming the Rambling Podcast, with your hosts, Conway Titty and Stoney Robbins. Howdy, hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Ramblin' Podcast. I'm your host, Conway Titty. And I'm your host, Tony Robbins. And we are back, back, back again. Uh, of course, we're back every Thursday. We drop new episodes, so you shouldn't be surprised at this point. Uh, for real, like, come on, give it a program. We are on... In like half a year almost. Yeah, for real. We are on episode 23, um, which is, we're doing it. Like I said, we're chugging our way through these episodes and and getting all the recommendations from you guys, coming up with ideas on our own. It's like there's time in the middle of the night where I will be about asleep and then I think of a podcast idea and I go and put it on our little on our little notes area where all the other stuff is at. Which is like I'll just be like, Oh, okay, that's a great idea. I'm gonna write that down. Um, or like you guys will suggest things and I'll put those on a little list. I have them separated too. I have it for like ideas that we um come up with and then i have like a whole little separate area where it's like suggested ideas from you guys um which i think is really cool we have a lot of really crazy topics uh that are coming up uh, but we hope you enjoyed our two-parter uh episodes these past couple weeks about middle school and love to hear your uh, stories um of yourself in middle school or uh stuff like that i think that's that's hilarious it was very uh, awkward and weird uh for stony and i at that time in our lives um but uh you guys know by now we kind of do a, a certain pattern um some episodes we'll talk about ourselves some episodes we'll talk about a specific subject and it'll be a learning episode um and then some episodes are just completely random um but we try to keep it we try to keep it even to where it's like you're learning something or it's something about facts and it's like there or it's something about ourselves so that way it's not just you know me 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 the entire uh, no one wants to hear that you know what i mean correct no one <clears throat> no one wants to hear stony and i ramble about ourselves 52 episodes in a row we switch it up and uh today is one of those days as you can see from the title we are talking about saint patrick's day uh which i am very excited for uh very very pumped actually um it is my favorite holiday um out of all of the holidays uh saint patrick's day is my favorite and my second favorite would be uh halloween um but i love saint patrick's day so much i just think it's fun and great um i don't know why it's my favorite holiday like when you when people say halloween's their favorite holiday there's like a million reasons they can give why it's their favorite holiday um, I don't know. I just love the Irish celebration and the chaos that it entails usually on St. Patrick's Day. That's always uh, quite my favorite. I have lots of stories from St. Patrick's Day that are my my favorite. Um, and I'm sure we'll tell some of those at the end, uh, towards the end of the episode. Uh, but today is a learning day, so make sure you guys put on your listening ears and your learning caps. Because Stoney and I are going to dive deep into St. Patrick's Day and why uh, we even celebrate it, uh, the origins behind it, traditions, myths, all that thing. We're going to break it down for you guys. Um, and then, you know, at, at the end, we'll talk about our own little uh, kind of St. Patrick's Day experiences. Uh, before we get into all of that, uh, I want to talk about my time in Ireland uh, and our... Um, it's been years now for me that I have tried to spend um, St. Patrick's week in Ireland. Um, the first time I went to Ireland, I was only there. I was in Dublin for uh, 
two and a half, three days um, back in like 2018. It was the first time I ever flew on a plane. It was the first time I was ever out of the country and I flew to Ireland and then I had, I studied abroad in London for like uh, two and a half weeks. So I didn't get to see all of Ireland. I only got to see, I was only in Dublin and I was by myself. I was completely by myself um, and just explored and had a really good time. Uh, I absolutely love Ireland. It is one of my favorite countries. Um, I do have Irish ancestors, so it just makes it that much uh, like a fucking chef's kiss. Um, but it was so pretty, even in Dublin. It was uh, The Irish are so funny, uh, very inviting. Um, I had quite a bit of fun while I was there um, as well. Not as much as I could have if I wouldn't have not been by myself. I was trying to be very careful just being you know, a foreigner by myself. Um, I didn't get to see all of the really beautiful sides of Ireland, which I hope one day I get to. Um, and then 2018 was the last time I was in Ireland and the first time I was in Ireland. Ever since then, every March, Stony or every March I have planned to go to Ireland the uh, week of St. Patrick's Day. Um, like that whole week. Like I want to be there from like the fucking... 14th all the way through like the 19th you know like I want to be there for a full week enjoying the festivities enjoying all of the stuff that they have over there um and I went in like the middle of summer the last time I was there and it was super fun uh, even then so I can't imagine how awesome it is during celebration times right right so I tried to go in 2019 but I was busy with work stuff so I didn't have time to go then then the world uh, imploded and COVID happened in 2020 and I, it was literally March of 2020. I just got back from Italy in January of 2020 and a month later the world completely shut down um, and they canceled all of the parades and everything like that in Ireland. So didn't get to go in 2020. Then, in March of 2021, things were still closed and no one was still celebrating. It really wasn't open for tourists. Um, you couldn't really travel unless you were for, like, work, right? So I didn't get to go then. Um, that's also the time I met Stoney as well. Um, so I told him, I was like, I've been trying for the past, you know, X amount of years to get to Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. And then March 22 rolls around and we had an opportunity to go, but then got stuck with work stuff. So then we weren't able to go. Um, last year and now it's 2023 and unfortunately this year also with work stuff not able to go to ireland for saint patrick's day so you guys are probably listening to this the day before saint patrick's day or on saint patrick's day or any other days after that um so i cannot go this year either so i'm finger i'm crossing my toes and my fingers and i'm hoping i am hoping that i finally get to go next year in 2024 and live my best life in Ireland for like a week and actually get to take my husband with me, um, which will be absolutely fucking great to be able to show him, you know, a country that I love so, so much um, and actually get to see more of it as well. Um, I really hope we get to do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. You sound like a, like I'm your mom talking to you. Like you sound like an uninterested like teen. Well, it'd be awesome. Like, I mean, yeah, it'd be great. I want to go. That'd so be bad. cool. It's That'd just the cool. logistics are hard to do it anymore, it seems. Yeah. So having, you know, two years of not being able to go due to COVID and the pandemic and everything. And then this year can't go because of work also sucks. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really, really hoping next year will be the year I get to go back to uh, Ireland. That'd be that'd be fucking amazing. It'd be so awesome. Like I literally, uh, the moment it happens, I'm bawling, I'm crying. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, that's one of my big goals. One of my big, 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 big life goals is to be there for um the St. Patrick's celebrations and just kind of everything and the environment and be truly in it. Um. Yeah, that would be that would be a big goal. But uh, I kind of want to get into uh the holiday and talking and get into our uh our our uh, facts here and knowledge and let you guys learn something uh today as well um so yeah enough about about that we'll we'll dive right into 
our uh, St. Patty's Day episode. Uh, so uh, if you guys have been on the past episodes, you know that it's kind of broken down into sections and how we talk about it, uh, try to make it flow a little bit easier for you guys. We do have a script that we do read, um, so that way um, we do have facts. You guys, it's very understanding. It makes sense. We're not just, you know, rambling out our asses here. Um, but at the beginning, I always uh, like to give our sources out. So if you feel like you need to, you want to reread something or learn more about the topic we're talking about, uh, you can. Uh, but yes, this episode is about St. Patty's Day, St. Patrick's Day, uh, St. Patty's Day with two D's or two T's, however you do it. Um, this is what we're going to talk about. Um, and our sources uh, come from some well-known uh, sources, obviously. Uh, we got the History Channel and the History Network is uh, part of it. National Geographic, Britannica, The Farmer's Almanac, and The Tourism of Ireland. Those are our sources today um, where we get a lot of our information. And I kind of want to start with uh, the origins of St. Patrick's Day and why we even celebrate it. What is the point? Um, I don't understand it. Why is everyone in green? Like, we're going we're gonna to cover all those topics. Um, so St. Patrick's Day is celebrated annually on March 17th. It is the anniversary um, of the death in the 5th century of uh, St. Patrick. And the Irish have observed this day as a religious holiday for over 1,000 years. St. Patrick's Day is named after the patron saint of Ireland, St. Patrick. The day celebrates Irish heritage with food, parades, drinks, Irish lore, music, and an assortment of green-colored things. On St. Patrick's Day, which falls during the Christian season of Lent, Irish families would traditionally attend church in the morning and celebrate in the afternoon. Lent prohibits basically against uh, a lot of things, depending on what you're giving up for Lent. Um, if you don't know about Lent, you can look it up. Um, there's there's pe People choose different things that they give up for Lent, but mostly uh, Lent during this time prohibits uh, the consumption of meat. Um, um, and drinking or like some people give up dancing or like even just like small things. People can choose like like sodas. People can choose whatever they want to give up. So during this time, a lot of the stuff that was celebrated for St. Patrick's Day was prohibited, but they changed it to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Um, so it was kind of the day that you got to the couple days that you got to bypass those rules. So like meat um, was a big like you wouldn't consume meat on Lent usually, but a lot of um, Irish people do. Um, so the people would dance, drink, and feast on traditional meals um, of Irish bacon and cabbage. That was a, a main thing. And amongst many of the other Irish things, um, lot, not only would Irish uh, people um, and, you know, uh, any of the Irish descendants, uh, people all around the world celebrate St. Patrick's Day, which is quite kind of crazy it's one of the few holidays that like lots of people celebrate yeah it's st patrick's day is one of those things like it's it's kind of like how in america they celebrate cinco de mayo even though it's mexico's independence day yeah it just depends of all you know the descendants and the immigrants of everyone all around the world coming together it's a big melting pot of you know holidays and everyone celebrates things differently but it is a very more uh I wouldn't say top tier, but it is a more well-known holiday, like Cinco de Mayo. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's it's <clears throat> celebrated worldwide because of uh, where everyone traveled during uh, Irish history in general. You know what I mean? We'll we'll get right. more into that later. So you guys are probably wondering who Saint Patrick was. Saint Patrick was a guy who lived during the fifth century, and he is the patron saint of Ireland and its national apostle. Maywin Sakat wasn't particularly re religious growing up, or even Irish for that matter. So it's a bit surprising that he became patron saint of Ireland. Born in Britain around AD 390, Maywin grew up in a well-to-do family, complete with slaves and property. Though one of Ireland's patron saints, Patrick was born in what is now England, Scotland, or Wales, which interpretations vary widely, to a Christian deacon and his wife. His birthplace doesn't mean Patrick was a Brit, however, at least not technically. 
During his lifetime, the British Isles were occupied by the Romans, a group that included Patrick's parents and thus the saint himself. It is unknown whether his family, thought to have been part of the Roman aristocracy, was, in the, was of indigenous Celtic descent or hailed from modern-day Italy. So we don't really know where St. Patrick comes from, honestly. Um, we, he, he's definitely not Irish, though. That is something we do know. He is not Irish. Right. At 16, however, Maywin was kidnapped and whisked away to Ireland, where he himself became a slave and tended to sheep for six or seven years. It was then that Maywin became deeply religious. Eventually, legend has it, Maywin began to hear voices, one of which told him to escape back to Britain. Which is, wouldn't, hearing this, wouldn't you think, oh, maybe he was schizophrenic in a sense? Yeah, probably. Right? It's, it's always crazy hearing, like, legends or things that are of historical nature, including voices like that. You're like, huh. You know? Especially something that isn't, you know, fucking 380, 480. <laughs> right. He managed to gain passage on his ship, but once he reunited with his family, the voice told him to return to Ireland. Before returning, he was ordained as a priest and changed his name to Patricus, or Patrick. Inspired by the Latin root part, or pate, pater, pater. Inspired by the Latin root pater for father, at the time most of Ireland was pagan and progress was hard won by the missionary. He was often beaten and imprisoned by Irish royalty and pagan chiefs. He escaped and returned in about 432 CE to convert the Irish to Christianity. By the time of his death, on March 17th, 461, he had established monasteries, churches, and schools. In the centuries following Patrick's death, the mythology surrounding his life became even more ingrained in the Irish culture. After his death, he was largely forgotten. But then, slowly, the legend around Patrick grew until he was honored as the patron saint of Ireland. Ireland then came to celebrate his day with religious services and feasts. Since around the 9th or 10th century, people in Ireland have been observing the Roman Catholic feast of the feast day of St. Patrick. There are many myths and legends that are related to St. Patrick. My personal favorite is the no snakes in Ireland theory. Legend has it that Patrick stood on an Irish hillside now known as Crow Patrick with only a wooden staff by his side and delivered a sermon that drove the island serpents into the sea. While it is true that Emerald Isle is mercifully snake-free, chances are that's been the case throughout human history. Water has surrounded Ireland since the end of the last glacial period, preventing snakes from slithering over. Before that, it was blanketed in ice and too chilly for the cold-blooded creatures. Scholars believe that snake story is an allegory so for St. Patrick's eradication of pagan ideology. Not only is St. Patrick an extremely important part of the celebrations, there are many other associations that have to do the holiday, such as shamrocks and leprechauns. So, the no snakes theories, like, that's something I always heard, and I do find it fascinating that it was created into this story of this guy getting rid of them, when in reality it's just nature. Pretty much, yeah. That's I, I love how that is a I feel like that's a lot of history in itself when it comes to, like, uh, especially when it comes to like religious stories or icons and stuff like that, it's always like, oh, they did away with this. They did. It's like no, like it just actually was too cold, and snakes can't travel that far over the ocean to get yeah. to things. Um, and the only reason they would ever do that is if like they got imported in. Yeah, like with yeah. mo with most species, you know what I mean? Yes. I just find that uh, great, which is also one of the main reasons why I love Ireland so much is you can explore. Uh, I mean, Ireland itself is only three hours uh, from one side of to the other, technically yeah. around that around that area, which is like even uh, in in any states in the U.S. Like, for example, Texas, it's like 18 plus hours to get from one side to the other. Oh um, yeah, you can you can drive for over a day and not get through Texas if you go from like the east coast or east side of Texas all the way to the west side. Yeah, and I I find that so uh, fascinating and hilarious, um, because you know just because it's like oh, 
Well, yeah, when you, think of, like a, three when you hours. think of a whole country, you think of something usually a lot bigger, especially yeah, American. It's, it's, but that's one of the main reasons why I love Ireland so much, too, is like I have a big, big, big fear of snakes. And knowing that there's no snakes in Ireland and I can just walk around in the Irish countryside and in woods and things like that and just be like, oh, I'm fine. You know what I mean? Not yeah. having to worry about, worry about snakes. For example, you know, like, you know, growing up where I lived or in Texas, you're always, you know, in, in Oklahoma and Texas, too, you're like always worried about snakes, especially like eastern sides and south Texas and eastern Oklahoma. It's just like. Whether it's rattlesnakes or um, water moccasins or copperheads you know what i mean like it's just like that fear like you're always so worried about the ground like always you're always so focused because you don't want to fucking step on something and you're listening because you know in case you hear a rattle or something from rattlesnakes it's just so fascinating that you could just granted there's probably you know spiders and other big predators and things like that but it's still like that's so nice to not even have to like worry that you're gonna stumble upon a snake yeah that would be Pretty pretty weird. Going through tall grass and shit. Not even worried about it. Yeah, not a care. Or, or, or biting your sheep or anything like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it, I would say that's such a nice worry not to have. Yeah, that would be probably really, really good quality of life update. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> For real. Um, so, not only St. Patrick's being basically the biggest part of the holiday, there's so many little small core like symbols and correlations that go along with St. Patrick's like for example the shamrocks and the leprechauns um but why why shamrocks what do shamrocks have to do with St. Patrick's like what is the point you know what's what why everything has a reason when it usually comes with hot with holidays that's that is true the shamrock is the most iconic symbol of St. Patrick's Day but what do you really know about this tiny three-leafed plant and why is it associated with this holiday Perhaps the most well-known legend of St. Patrick is that he explained the Holy Trinity, which is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, If you guys don't know what that is, um, it's a religious thing. Um, By using the three leaves of a native Irish clover, the shamrock. He used its three round leaves growing on a single stem as a natural symbol, simplifying the concept of the Trinity. Uh, Like I said, they do it a lot in Catholicism where you do the cross thing on your chest the up down left right um and you know that he basically was that's how he taught um it in general it is also said that the deep green color of the shamrock which became ireland's emblem cancels out the superstition that it is bad luck to wear green which plant saint patrick chose as a shamrock 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 as a what? As a samwalk. <laughs> a samwalk. A samwalk. Shamrock. <laughs> As a shamrock has been debated for some time. There are several strong candidates among the members of the pea family. A white clover, which are a natural choice for the original shamrock, these ground hugging plants are native to Europe and naturalized in this country. They grow in pasteurized lands to the delight of dairy herds and in lawns to the dismay of gardeners. I like clovers. I like clover, too. It's soft. soft. I love the look of clover. I love all fields of clovers. I think it's all so soft. So I don't know why gardeners don't like them so much because they are so soft, so cushiony, and so nice. Well, that's just because, like, traditionally in America, the whole, like, American dream is to have lush green grass, and it's, like... stupid grass. It's not even soft. They're just looking at, like, they just want to have nice, cut, clean grass all the time. Like I had it my way. Our entire backyard would be fully clovers. Different Mm -hmm. kinds of clovers. Just nice, plush. Um, Not having to mow so often because the clovers don't grow very high. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Um... A rose-flowered variety of white clover is listed in some seed catalogs as the true Irish shamrock. Yet, there are those who opt for hop or yellow clover. Some claim another member of the pea family as the real shamrock, Axillus acetosella, also known as wood sorrel and shamrock, it together, has a large clover-shaped green leaves much bigger than the unrelated clover you see growing in lawn or hayfield. Um, so there is a big difference. If you see a cluster of clovers, um, 
it's usually the other types, but if you see these ones, they're way bigger. Um, like each individual of its plant and bundle is way bigger than like, you know, the mini bundles that our clovers are in like regular grounds. Yeah. Like where you hunt for four leaf clovers. Yes. In a sense. Yeah. There are many varieties of the oxalis, but the one most commonly sold as houseplants have lovely, tiny, fright. Lovely, <laughs> tiny, fragrant white flowers. Why is that so hard for me to say? Jesus Christ. But the one most commonly sold as houseplants have lovely, tiny, fragrant white flowers. The littler, <laughs> the widower. <laughs> I almost said that. I heard you trying to not not laugh while saying tiny. The widowal translation of shamwalk <laughs> is <Aww>. shamwalk. <laughs> <laughs> the widowal translation of shamwalk is shamwalk. shamwalk. <laughs> okay, I literally almost said the widowal. <laughs> the literal. <laughs> I even said it with the cadence. The widowal. <laughs> oh my god we gotta stop watching those videos it's fucking up what our do english we? it's what fucking do up we? our english what do we he's gwitty right now <laughs> in front of the pig we wig we <laughs> the literal translation of shamrock is shamrog and means summer plant it is in the spring and summer when shamrocks grow lush in the irish fields shamrocks and four-leaf clovers are often confused or used interchangeably but shamrocks have three leaves, and four-leaf clovers are a symbol of good luck. I'm going to make that very clear, because I there's nothing that irks me. I don't know why, but it really bothers me when people are like, I have a four-leaf clover, and it's literally just like a regular clover and yeah, shamrock. Like, I remember I remember, remember hunting for those in like uh, as a kid, and someone would be like, oh, I found one. And I'm like, you're an idiot. You can't count. That's normal. <laughs> You're widowy an idiot. Widowy. Widowy's so stupid. That's not a shamwalk. Uh, shamwalk. It's not a shamwalk. So amongst uh, not only uh, shamrocks and the four-leaf clovers and the greenery that comes along with it, uh, we have leprechauns. And Stoney's going to tell you all about uh, leprechauns. Widowy weprechauns. Literally, weprechauns are everywhere. Uh, webcons are everywhere, and <laughs> have they have pots of gold? Is widowy gold? It's at the end of a rainbow. <laughs> oh my god! Anyways, one icon of the Irish holiday is the leprechaun. The original Irish name for these figures of folklore is lobrechaun, meaning small-bodied fellow. Leprechauns are often described as wizened, bearded old men dressed in green. Earlier versions were also clad in red and wearing buckled shoes, often with a leathered apron. Sometimes they wear a pointed cap or hat and may be smoking a pipe. They are said to live in remote places and make shoes and brogues. The sound of the hammering betrays his presence. He possesses a hidden crock of gold. If captured and threatened with bodily violence, he might, if his captor keeps his eye on him, reveal its hiding place. But usually, the captor is tricked into glancing away, and the fairy vanishes. Leprechauns are a type of fairy, though it's important to note that the fairies of Irish folklore are not the cute Disney-esque pixies. They could be lustful, nasty, capricious creatures whose magic might delight you one day and kill you the next. Especially if you displease them. That's so terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't like the way you did that, dead jail. <laughs> Getting a vodka cadavered by Irish folklore. <laughs> For real. Belief in leprechauns probably stems from Celtic beliefs in fairies, tiny men and women who would use their magical powers to serve good or evil. In Celtic folklores... Leprechauns were cranky souls responsible for mending the shoes of the other fairies. That would what kind of a, what kind of shitty job are they getting in these folklores? <laughs> what do you do? I mend shoes. That's so rude. When you think about it, it's like all these other folk folk tales and stuff usually have like better jobs. It's like the Keebler elves making cookies in a tree. That's yeah, so exactly. Dangerous. They get they're making cookies or setting fire inside of a tree. Yeah, and it's like 
these leprechauns like, oh, what you, you make shoes for other yeah. other fairies. I make shoes. So so sad. Yeah, what a life, little little uh, old man making shoes, smoking his pipe a all day. Scary man. You've seen the movie Leprechaun, right? If you guys haven't yeah, seen the actual movie Leprechaun, fucking terrifying. There's uh, too many of them. There's like six. Yes, but very, very terrifying. The way they portray it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a killer. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> Though only minor figures in Celtic folklore, Leprechauns were known for their trickery, which they often used to protect their much-fabled treasure. Leprechauns have their own holiday on May 13th, but are also celebrated on St. Patrick's, with many dressing up as wily fairies. Try it again. Because I didn't say the wily fairies? Yeah, because you just said why It's like, you just dress them as wily fairies, not them. Try again. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Leprechauns have their own holiday on May 13th, but are also celebrated on St. Patrick's, with many dressing up as the, wile, as the wily fairies. Which is, I find fascinating that they have their own holiday, yet they're going to be included on St. Patrick's Day. You know? Yeah, they, uh, they're just, I guess, at that point, kind of like synonymously known. Together with, with, uh, with like the idea of St. Patrick's, yeah. Yeah. And I love the whole gold, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. If you can find it, you have to keep your eyes on the leprechaun so you can find the pot of gold and he'll give it to you. But if you look away, um, he disappears. Yeah. And I mean, you've got like so many influences of that. Anything remotely resembling like St. Patrick's or anything, it's always like, oh, that that's the fighting Irish or something weird like that. Like it's yes. just, yes. they are so colloquial known together that it's like almost I, one in the same anymore. I find it, I find it interesting too, that for the longest time, lots of people thought that the leprechaun was St. Patrick, like was technically like right. what St. Patrick's was about was a leprechaun rather than the whole story for it, which is why, you know, why we're also doing this video to kind of explain some stuff. And that way, if you didn't know, now you know. Um, so you're probably wondering, like, oh, awesome, neat. Like, that's cool for Ireland. What does that got to do with uh, the United States or any other country really in the world? Um, so we're going to I'm going to take over the part of uh, letting you guys know why in America we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Why is it so prominent? And how did we kind of get to this point? Yeah, for real. Like why almost everyone celebrates it or every bar is green beer and even if you're not irish why do you celebrate kind of thing yeah wear green that whole jazz saint patrick's day started as a minor religious holiday in 1631 the church declared it a feast day pubs closed and observers went to church over the next 35 years irish patriotism among american immigrants flourished prompting the rise of the so-called irish aid Societies like the Friendly Sons of St. Patrick and the Hiberian Society. Each group would hold an annual parade featuring bagpipes and drums. It was immigrants, basically the United States, who transformed St. Patrick's Day into a largely secular holiday of revelry and celebration for all things Irish. Cities with large numbers of Irish immigrants who often wielded political power staged the most extensive celebrations. Up until the mid-19th century, most Irish immigrants in America were members of a Protestant middle class. When the Great Potato Famine hit Ireland in 1845 and lasted until 1852, close to one million poor Irish Catholics began pouring into America to escape starvation. Despised for their alien religious be beefs... Their alien beefs... <laughs> You got beef with aliens, huh? <laughs> Despised for their alien religious beliefs and unfamiliar accents by the American Protestant majority, the immigrants had trouble finding even menial jobs. The American Irish soon began to realize, however, that their large and growing numbers endowed them with a political power that had yet to be exploited. They started to organize, and their voting bloc, known as the Green Machine, became an important swing vote for the political hopes. Suddenly, 
Annual St. Patrick's Day parades became a show of strength for Irish Americans, as well as a must-attend event for a slew of political candidates. The first St. Patrick's Day parade took place not in Ireland, but in America. Records show that a St. Patrick's Day parade was held on March 17, 1601 in a Spanish colony in what is now St. Augustine's, Florida. A year earlier, the parade and St. Patrick's Day celebration was organized by the Spanish colony's Irish vicar, Ricardo Artur. Although it was a Spanish settlement, St. Patrick was regarded as the patron saint of corn in this settlement. More than a century later, homesick Irish soldiers serving in the English military marched in New York City on March 17, 1762 to honor the Irish patron saint. Boston held its first parade in 1737. However, the enthusiasm for St. Patrick's Day parades in New York, Boston, and other early American cities only grew from there. Uh, also, another fascinating fun fact, if you don't know about that, not everything started in Ireland. It was really only because of the Great Potato Famine that had a lot of the Irish immigrating uh, to a lot of the places in the U.S., uh, they which is started leaving their country in masses because there was no food. Yes. And which is one of the main reasons why I have Irish ancestors is because of uh, this reason uh, was because of them immigrating over to uh, the East Coast's areas. And then after that, kind of, you know, it, not even just to Americas, but lots of Irish people left the country in general. Yep. They went all over the world. Which is why, you know, it makes sense. St. Patrick's Day is celebrated everywhere. Yep, that's why there's also a very large Irish population inside of, like, what is now Britain. Yeah, I also find it, well, also because, you know, Northern Ireland is part of, you mm -hmm. know. So, um, I also find it fascinating that if the potato famine never happened, do you think it would even be this popular around the world? Or do you think it's such a nice, fun kind of Western holiday that people would? Uh, I think it would definitely not be as big as it is. You think it would just mainly the uh, a country holiday? It'd be a, yeah, it'd be regional. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Kind of like some of the other bigger holidays. Yeah, they're celebrated because there's you know descendants of everybody everywhere. But you know, if it was never on this great of a scale, I don't think it would be as worldwide I don't and either. as popular either. There are numerous traditions that people from all around the world celebrate on St. Patrick's Day, whether it's food you eat, particular drinks you want, or what you wear. It seems it truly can't be a proper holiday without these. A big tradition is the color green. Why green and why so much of it? Irish and non-Irish alike commonly participate in the wearing of the green, sporting an item of green clothing or a shamrock. Corned beef and cabbage are also associated with the holiday, and even beer is sometimes dyed green to celebrate the day. Although some of these practices eventually were adopted by the Irish themselves, they did so largely for the benefit of tourists. On St. Patrick's Day, cities across the world turn iconic monuments green. The Sydney Opera House, the Pyramids at Giza, and the Eiffel Tower are all lit with green lights. In the U.S., people who don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day are pinched. Green is the color of St. Patrick's Day, but why? According to some scholars, the color green only became associated with Ireland and St. Patrick's Day during the Irish Rebellion in 1798. Before then, Ireland was known for the color blue since it featured prominently in its royal court and on ancient Irish flags. During the rebellion against Britain, Irish soldiers chose to wear green, the color that most contrasted with the red British uniforms, and sang the wearing of the green. This firmly established the link between Ireland and the color green. Another prominent event happening in America, particularly Chicago, is the dying of the river green. As Irish immigrants spread out all over the United States, the cities developed their own traditions. One of these is Chicago's annual dyeing of the Chicago River green. The practice started in 1962 when city pollution control workers used dyes to trace illegal sewage discharges and realized that the green dye might provide a unique way to celebrate the holiday. That year, they released 100 pounds of green vegetable dye into the river, enough to keep it green for about a week. Today, in order to minimize environmental damage, only about 40 pounds of dye are used. And the river turns green for only several hours. I think it's probably one of my favorite things that you do see is, like, if you don't know where to celebrate in the U.S., 
um, for St. Patrick's Day, like if you're just going to your local thing or you want to take a giant trip, Chicago is the way to go. Like that is also like I love Chicago. Chicago is so is such a fun place to be at. It's so fun to be around. There's so many things to do. Um, such a cool city. I find it so fascinating that they're basically the number one spot. If you Google like places in U.S. to celebrate, you know, uh, St. Patty's Day, if you're just like looking for your common cities events or whatever, Chicago is like the the number one on everybody's list. Because they have such a huge Irish population, and also they have so many Irish bars as well. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I've been to some, and they're really fun. Although Chicago historians claim their city's idea for the River of Green was original, some natives of Savannah, Georgia, whose St. Patrick's Day Parade, the oldest in the nation, dates back to 1813, believe the idea originated in their town. They point out that in 1961, a hotel restaurant manager named Tom Woolley convinced city officials to dye Savannah's River Green. The experiment didn't exactly work as planned. The water only took on a slight greenish hue. Savannah never attempted to dye its river again, but Woolley maintains, though others refute the claim, that he personally suggested the idea to Chicago's mayor, Richard J. Daly. So, for what the facts and little theories are is literally the only reason chicago dies is river green is because of a not working in savannah georgia and i feel like when it worked in savannah georgia savannah may be a bigger place to saint pat to celebrate saint patrick's day than chicago yeah there's also, other ways you can look at it but also when you think of Savannah georgia i don't think of irish yeah i don't people. either <laughs> I, I don't even i i'm like no uh but yeah i i would love also one time if we you know if we can't end up going or before we go to Ireland sometime or whenever we go or one of these, one of these St. Patrick's day of us together, I do want to take it to Chicago during that time because it is super fun. Uh, like I said, Chicago is really fun in general, but it is very fun during St. Patrick's day because they do a whole, they do it kind of like Ireland does where it's, uh, not just one day, but it's like a couple days, like a, a day before and a couple days after. So it's kind of right. like a couple days celebration rather than just like one day, how some people do. Which is which is really fun. That makes sense. That'd be cool. It'd be re- it's it's really fun. Food and drinks are another huge staple of St. Patty's Day. During the Irish potato famine, the Irish were discriminated against and poor, so the Irish Americans began eating corned beef from neighboring Jewish butchers and delis. The corned beef simmered with cabbage, turnips, or potatoes, was inexpensive and became a staple. Over time, this Irish-American tradition became closely associated with St. Patrick's Day itself, even though people in Ireland rarely ate beef. That's not to say salt-cured beef isn't a traditional Irish dish. Pork, however, has historically been more widely available on the Emerald Isle. As for St. Patrick's Day drink of choice, whether you're dyeing your beer green or having a nice pint of Guinness, drinking is extremely popular on this holiday. Guinness originated in Ireland, and their flagship brew, Guinness Stout, is still brewed in their famous St. James Gate Brewery in Dublin. Uh, I still have never been to that. I really want to go. It, it, yeah, definitely got to go to that when we're there. I agree. I really like Guinness. Me too. I, I love Guinness. I think below Guinness for, like, uh, let's say, like, European ales in general uh strongbow dark cider is also my favorite um for sure like actually any cider in europe is so good it does not i do not like american ciders uh european ciders are the way to go st patrick's day participants consumed about 13 million pints of guinness on this holiday that is so much beer that's a lot of pints that's a lot of pints There are a number of ways to celebrate the wearing of green. You could drink a green beer or an Irish stout and sing when Irish eyes are smiling or old Danny boy with friends. You can sit around and watch television, but mostly while all these activities are fun and traditional, one of the best ways to celebrate St. Patrick's Day is to sit down to a wholesome Irish meal with friends and family. Today, people of all backgrounds celebrate St. Patrick's Day, especially throughout the United States, Canada, and Australia. Although North America is home to the largest productions, St. Patrick's Day is celebrated around the world in locations far from Ireland, including Japan, Singapore, and Russia. 
I did not know that. I did not either. Imagine being in a Japan celebrating St. Patrick's Day. In a Japan? In a in Japan. <laughs> in Japan. That'd be pretty sick. And we're in Russia. That's also fascinating. But like I said, when we were talking about the potato famine, they went everywhere. Yeah. And also one of the things that like Japan loves holidays. Yep. They just love celebrating stuff. They love themes. Japan is very themed friendly. They're campy. They love the kid. Yeah, they are campy. That's for sure. St. Patrick's Festival returns to the street of Dublin in a spectacular fashion with its biggest parade ever, as well as across the city from the 16th through the 19th of March. Meanwhile, in Ogma, the home of St. Patrick's Festival, celebrates the saints' roots in Northern Ireland with a lively online program of culture, comedy, music, and dance. No matter where you are, where you live, or how you go about it, St. Patrick's Day is a time to sport some green clothing, dust off your festive spirit, and prepare to fill your hearts with Ireland. Yeah, get you a nice big old heart full of Ireland. Heart full Irie! Um, <laughs> exciting. Uh, like I said, for me, St. Patrick's Day is always very exciting. I really do love celebrating St. Patrick's Day, and it's not even like, for me, it's not even about drinking. It's, it's, I like I said, I'm a big people watcher, so I love people watching, but I can't imagine how wonderful it is um in 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 Ireland. Like I cannot imagine how fun it actually is. Um and I can't imagine how fun it'd be in Chicago. Because I've been in Chicago, but just not during St. Patrick's Day, you know? But it always yeah. looks really fun. <clears throat> um I've cel- I've celebrated St. Patrick's Day for as long as I can remember. Um more on the Irish heritage side of it. Not fully like, you know, you would see people celebrate in actual Ireland or ones that are just direct um, descendants of Irish people. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's does with all cultures and everything. Um, but we do, did celebrate the heritage side of it, um, especially with the music. Um, that was more prominent to me when I was younger and growing up uh, was a lot of the music and um, the food uh, for sure. I know it's more of a um, British style food, but we also made um, instead of corned beef and cabbage, uh, we would either make a uh, lamb stew or uh, shepherd's pie. Usually on St. Patrick's Day. Um, that sounds good. And then you would like dye the potatoes green instead. <laughs> Never did anything like that. Yeah, so that was kind of like I we we mainly had shepherd's pie instead of the corned beef. Um, or like I said, lamb stew. But it was it would probably just be a, a type of stew, not necessarily just like lamb. Um, but yeah, the shepherd's pie was was prominent. I remember doing that and having like green mashed potatoes and Irish music for sure. Uh, I love Celtic music. Um, I think the influence with Celtic music on combined with like country music is is absolutely amazing. I think the influence of that coming from a lot of ancestors into the South really did have a nice um, blend with country music. Um, and I think, like I said, especially when it comes to like the fiddles and uh, even just the banjo style picked up into mixed with Irish heritage is really nice. Cause like, I, if you guys don't know, like if you've never really heard any Irish music, it's very upbeat and fast. Like you would think um, like Appalachian music would be, um, and I love the combination of the two. And you can definitely see the influence once after, like, 1845. You can see the influence come in and the, the culture change and, and everything like that. Um, and I think that's just so beautiful. But my the St. Patrick's Days that I've celebrated as, like, an adult, actually, like, being legally allowed to drink at bars. Um, the very first St. Patrick's Day that I celebrated um, after I turned 21... Like I said, St. Patrick's Day passed. I wasn't 21 yet. Then I went to Ireland for the summer. The next St. Patrick's Day I celebrated, uh, I celebrated twice um, in a row um, in the same spot. Uh, The first year I celebrated it in Houston, Texas. Um, And in Houston, they have a block party. So they like block off the streets and they only have it. I wish all cities were like this to where you didn't have to like everything was walking distance and it wasn't like you have to fucking get in a car or travel or anything like that. Like you could walk everywhere. So they blocked off. They do like a big block party and they blocked off streets um, and it was just only bars open, just only bars and food trucks. So it's like, you know, a little festival celebration. 
and they had these big bean bags spread out everywhere uh throughout um the like little streets you know like have you know like little alleys or whatever right. um so they had like bean bags spread out so you could like sit and drink and sit on a bean bag or they had like the little basically everything that would, like be in a bar they kind of moved them like outside so you'd have like seating outside and also in the bar and they had tons of music everywhere and tons of live music and it was so much fucking fun and they had buckets of beer that you could carry around buckets of beer and also being in south texas and guess what it's crawfish season uh you can i ate like three pounds of crawfish and drank so much beer and i remember sitting in the street in the middle of houston in a beanbag just like this is so much fun i was having an absolute fucking blast and that was that was really 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 fun decked out my i had green pants on and like a white shirt and like my little uh shamrock glowing light up headband and shit and i was with my friends and it was so much fun we had a blast um ate a lot of crawfish uh but we day drank all day that's my favorite part about saint patrick's day is like going all day i can't do that anymore but i used to i used to be able to go all day um we started at like noon and you go to an irish bar first we started with uh, ciders because I started drinking Guinness like later after. I, so I start with ciders because they're a little sweeter and they're kind of like kind of brunchy, you know. Um, and we started with ciders and then we had a big a big lunch, something to like really keep us able to drink the rest of the day. Uh, whether that was like a stew or uh, shepherd's pie or, you know, something, something like that. And then we just bar hopped and... Uh, we went to a bunch of different bars, and most of, even if the bars weren't Irish bars, they were still, like, had green beer, and they were just dying the color. You know what I mean? Still very very much celebrating. And then I remember, guess what it also is? Girl Scout cookie season. So I remember being drunk, being, like, looking across the street from the bar is a Girl Scout cookie stand. So I went and bought two boxes of Girl Scout cookies, and we ate those while we bar hopped the rest of the time. And then I ate, you know, two or three pounds of crawfish, and then... Got drunk on Guinness that night. So if you kind of separate it out, you do have a very long day, and it's very fun. So I, I we went from like noon, like noon drinking all the way to like two a.m., three a.m. drinking, just all day drunk, eating, pausing, hydrating, but still like keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> the second time I celebrated St. Patrick's Day, it was also in Houston. And we didn't go to the block the block party this year. We just decided to go to one of our favorite bars because I think it was a I think St. Patrick's Day was in on a like a weekday this time and not like a weekend. All right. So uh, we went to this bar, Kung Fu Saloon, in uh, Houston, Texas, and we celebrated there, and that was super fun. And I celebrated it with the same people I celebrated it with the time before, which is awesome. Um, and the same person I usually celebrated St. Patrick's Day with. Um, we all met up there and we did a little bar hopping, had some fun. We all got so drunk um, and threw up multiple times on our way to like in and out. It was really fun. Um, and then went home and had a massive hangover the next day, but loved it because that's like, you know, a favorite holiday. Um, and then I think after I moved from Houston on was when I was going to go to Ireland and then COVID happened, so I didn't really even celebrate out of bars. I just, uh, I think, sat at home and drank some Guinness myself. I think that was about it. Um, but I haven't celebrated St. Patrick's Day uh, since Houston, since the Houston times. Because, like I said, I expected to be in, expected to be in Ireland doing it. But, uh, yeah, celebrating St. Patrick's Day is very prominent. Like I said, whether you're drinking all day or you're, like, eating or hanging out or having a good time. Yeah, it's 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 my favorite holiday for me. Yeah, it's, it, for me, it was never necessary. Like, I can't really actually remember the last time I celebrated St. Patrick's Day. Um, so it's like a weird dynamic that we have. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, it's my favorite holiday, and I hope we get to do something fun um, this year. Um, but it, it will never be as fun as actually being in Ireland. And then I say the second best would be like being in Chicago for it. Or Boston, you know, like anything that has a lot of uh, Irish influence in the area. That's right. when that's when it's really fun. Um, or like in big, just any big cities when they have like block parties, go because they're really fucking fun. Like I said, I was 
I have a picture of myself. I'll probably that'll probably be the picture that I post is me sitting on the beanbag mm-hmm. with a bucket of beers, just having a great time. And then I remember I also remember at that time too, the bar sold out of Guinness. Yeah. So like I've, they, I've been at a bar and done that before. They sold out of Guinness and I was like, son of a bitch. So we had to drink, I think Miller Lite was the mm. uh well they they because everyone wanted Guinness, you know, everyone wanted Guinness or ciders. So they gave a discount on Miller Lite. So I think it was like a dollar a, a can or something. So everyone's like, oh, fuck it. Five beers in a bucket right. for five bucks. Why not? You know? But yeah, I have, I've had a lot of fun with uh, St. Patrick's Day, St. Patty's Day, St. Patty's Day. Um, any way you celebrate it is, is always really fun. But yeah, for me, for someone that is, it is my favorite holiday. I love green. I fucking love green. I love being redheaded. I love having Irish... Uh, blood in me it's so much fun um i just appreciate it a lot especially especially celebrating america because like you know just because the only reason we celebrate it is because of the potato famine right so that's also i don't know i feel like i have a lot of irish in me like i can feel that down my jeans just by like when the I, irish, huh? yeah especially when i cook like i don't i don't learn how to do some of these things it's just like in me you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys know exactly what I'm talking okay. about. When you're when you're when you're cooking, and you don't have to have instructions or anything. You can just feel it, and you're like, "Oh, that's my ancestors telling me, ah, that's a good amount." I don't know. I just, I I, I have a, a a good love for the Irish. They're they're one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite accents. Uh, I can't really do it very well, um, but it's it's one of my favorite accents. It's one of my favorite places. The people are so fucking nice. Oh my god, the people are so nice. And I love it because they're also loud. Like Australians are really loud, Americans are really loud, and Irish people are really loud. And that's the type of people I get along with—the people that are rowdy and loud. Right. You that's, really that's... do get get along with rowdy and loud. I do, I do. But yeah, that's why you know, uh, people are always comparing. You know, saying that Australians are the down under Americans just because based on how loud we they are and rowdy and. But yeah, Irish people are also very loud and rowdy. But yeah, I just have uh, the influence, uh, the influence of Irish culture. Just like I said, music, food, ways of life, cooking styles, uh, all of that. In another life, I can speak fluent Gaelic. In another life, that that would be a if if I had to choose a bucket list thing that I can magically like wake up and have. One of my bucket list items would be 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 able to speak fluent Gaelic, for sure. It's such a pretty language. <laughs> I think I think that's also another uh, time to end the episode before yep. I go rambling off into yep. another tangent. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> but I hope you guys had a fun time learning about St. Patrick's Day, learning something new, and we hope you have a very wonderful time celebrating. Go drink a pint of Guinness and or a Strongbow cider for me. I know they don't have dark fruit in America. It's only in Europe. Uh, unfortunately, otherwise I'd be drinking a shit ton of uh, Strongbow Dyke cider all the time. But yeah, drink some Strongbow or Guinness for me and uh, eat some meat pies or just eat lots of potatoes and uh, wear as much green as your heart uh, can uh, handle. Right. <laughs> yeah, just wear whatever you want to wear and have a great time. That's that's what really, yeah. uh, really the holidays about is just having fun. Haven't having a good time listening to good music. Um, but I do have this week's secret passcode. Um, let's do a shamrock. Not a four-leaf clover, but a shamrock. It's the three-clovered one. Just so summering back up from what we just learned earlier, class. A three-clovered one. That is a shamrock. So leave a shamrock down in the comments or send it to us. Um, and I hope you guys have a very merry St. Patty's Day. Merry irish day however you want to celebrate it because technically it it's not really irish independence day but it, they treat it kind of like how fourth july is by the amount of celebrations <laughs> yeah. um but other than that uh Stony, where can the good and noble people find you well they can find me everywhere at stony robbins underscore pretty uh pretty lame and plain hell yeah hell yeah and where can they find you you guys can find me at ConwayTitty.com. That is ConwayTitty.com. That is where all my links are at. Everything, literally everything. Uh, spicies, non-spicies, Twitch links, 
Uh, more of the Ramblin' Podcast links, if you need to know more of that, Twitter, Instagram, whatever's. Um, but yeah, that is where you can find uh, me, but come hang on the bitch. Uh, you can watch me and Stoney uh, play games together and be chaotic. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, but other than that, happy St. Patty's Day. Enjoy your time, and we will see you on the next episode, because I'm your host, Conway Titty. And I'm Stoney Robbins. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye.